I'm just gonna go right in because this this podcast today is a lot more for me. We're gonna get to all the topics that have transpired, all the things that have gone down since the last time I've been around this town. Um, this is episode fifty. Episode fifty. I believe this is episode fifty. Shouts out to the G Unit, Lloyd Banks. Um. You know, I just I've been going through with this car, and I'm gonna get. I just need to vent for a little bit. I'm gonna get to the RNC. I'm gonna get to the DNC. I'm gonna get to everybody hugging on Obama's nuts. I'm gonna get to all of that. I'm gonna get to all the stuff that Trump does. That if he was black, Fox News would be all on his ass about. Please excuse the echo. Those who listen have noticed it in the last couple weeks. It is a part of the new place where I'm recording the show. It's the air conditioning. Pardon me for wanting to be comfortable. I woke up this morning. It was a great day. Plan on getting my air conditioner fixed. Got in the car, turned it on, pulled out of my parking space, drove down the block, stopped at a stop sign, you know, made a left turn, cruising, cruising, and all of a sudden I hear bump, 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 and the car just stops. get out my tire is turned all the way one way while the rest of the car was going total opposite way this car is putting me through it's like as soon as i think i'm out pulls me back in it's not even like i'm struggling with a car that i like i'm flying when i'm in and it's running good I don't even want to tell you what kind of car it is. If you listen and you pay attention, you know what kind of car it is. If you're a fan of the Rojo show, if you know me, you know what kind of car it is. Don't even like the car. It's not the car that you would ever, ever, ever in a million years picture me driving, let alone owning. <coughs> you know, when you, when you think of Rojo... You know, first off, you envision them moving in slow motion, you know, um, Afro moving in the wind, a la Julius Irving. Um, Sun is shining, so, you know, the the glasses are on, lenses are transitioned. You know, my favorite time of the year is fall, you know, so that way I can have on some ill, like, you know, the denim jack, maybe the leather, maybe the leather, maybe the burgundy bomber, you know, walking like I own the place. You see me walking, let's say I'm walking down Milwaukee, I just walked past Rodan, rest in peace. I cut diagonally through the, through the street because I'm an ill nigga like that. And I'm pull my keys off my back, my back uh, belt loop on the carabiner, spin them around on my finger one time, hit the button, eep, eep, 
And I grab the door and then I hop into this 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 vehicle that I own. Uh, uh. And now it's not even now it's not even serving its purpose. It's becoming more of a detriment than a than a um, attribute. But I guess the good news is that I have the money to get it fixed, right? Right? That's the good news. And in a matter of months, I'll own it, right? Right. Right. Awesome. So anyway, I'll get that fixed, and then I'll be back mobile. Shouts out to Party Girl Mom. Hold it down. Um, I don't have a road map. I don't have a beverage. But what I do have is a set of skills. No, I'm joking. Um, Where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? You want to start with Michael Jordan finally making a statement? Michael Jordan has been in the NBA since 85 or 84. 85 or 84, one of them. Jordan 1 came out in 80, I don't know. The, the, the point is, he played in Chicago for a long time. He's been more than aware of the bullshit and the, the, the debauchery that goes on in Chicago. For him to just now say something, yes, I know there'll be those dick suckers that are going to say, you know, well, he didn't have to say nothing, which... Usually it's women that come in with that argument because they don't they don't know all, they don't all the time know what it's like for a man to uh, hold another man accountable and then you know for a man to uh, hold himself accountable to a certain extent as well. But um, you know, I mean, some people will and will uh, champion his so-called equality because he gave a million dollars to the NAACP and he gave a million dollars to the police whatever, whatever whatever the fuck it is but um I don't know man I mean they already get a salary for the shit that they've been not doing at a high level they've been getting paid to kill African American men and we're gonna I mean I don't know. Drastic times cause for drastic measures, and like I don't know if they should necessarily be rewarded. Probably isn't the right word because I don't think he rewarded them. But I don't know. In a position where police are killing innocent people, I don't think the innocent. I don't think the police should be treated on the same level as the innocent people. They don't treat. I don't, and I hate to always use like rape as like the first thing to compare this to like because of course the first thing i was gonna say was like they don't they don't treat the rapist and the raper equally but i really want to find something else the poached and the poacher i don't know but um i don't know i mean michael jordan had to say something i mean he was gonna keep selling them sneakers regardless so it's not like we could really I mean, Jordan has its own issues as far as sales and shit like that, but 
Man, I don't even know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I should just switch up because I feel like I could get a lot more traction off this RNC shit. This Republican National Convention was just, first off, fuck Scott Bayo. Um, who is the Mexican dude that is never the Mexican dude that you name? He's not Benjamin Brad. He's not um, Lorenzo Lamas. He's not Freddie Prince Jr. Who was the one that was talking about? Um, oh, and they did an early episode of MTV Cribs with him too. Savato, Tony Savato Jr. Was that his name? This motherfucker. Savato? Sabato would a B clown ass and he was terrible like name you can't even name one movie he was in he was a model for a little bit I guess sure cute awesome but like these are those like these are those like fringe and I guess I, I guess I don't know if they're fringe Mexicans because like I'm not deep into Mexican culture and then I guess he's not even, I guess he's not even Mexican. He's uh, Italian. He was also on General Hospital. Fuck this guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold on. Uh, dancing for Chippendales. He's on General Hospital. Calvin Klein model. <coughs> Republican Party advocate. That's crazy. That's like the second thing it says on his uh, on his Wikipedia page now. Antonio Sabato Jr. says his birthday is an American actor, comma Republican Party advocate and underwear model. He was born in Rome, Italy. So his mom is Czechoslovakian and his father is Italian. Ooh, spicy. Um, he was in some Jan Jackson video with Jaiman Hansu. Why you bring this to my house? <laughs> you know the rules in my house. If you've never seen Constantine, Constantine is one of John Mahasu's best performances ever. <coughs> anyway, um, so yeah, like he's a piece of shit, and somehow he feels like he's not a minority enough to be supporting fucking Donald Trump. And then Scott Bayo, who shouts out to, was that Tamara Hall, thick ass? Whew, I'm sorry that I am. I'm sorry that this woman that I'm trying to uh, give props, I also have to parallel a uh, physical attribute of hers that I enjoy. But um, who was he arguing with? If it wasn't, um, uh, it wasn't Tamara Hall. It was a. Uh, well, come on, what was her name? Come on, what was her name? Come on, what was her name? It was Tamara Hall. <clears throat> nice. Tamara Hall, easily one of the one of the nicest on the microphone. I don't really know how she is on the microphone. She's a good reporter though. 
Let's Wikipedia this scumbag. Scott Bale. And I really fucked with uh, Charles in Charge, too. That's who that is, right? Pretty sure that's who that is. Scott Bale. Yeah, Charles in Charge. It was only on for six years. I mean, that was enough. It wasn't that good. But, um... He got checked, which he could have easily just backed out of and said, hey, I'm sorry. That was a joke, number one. And number two, I didn't know when I posted that that I would be speaking at the Republican National Convention. Obviously, I mean, I'm an actor. My page is for things that I think are funny, which other people might not think are funny. And that's fine. I mean, people can be offended. And I'm totally, I, I totally, you know, can understand that there are things I see that I'm offended by. Uh, but this was done in jest. Uh, and and not in any way uh, do th- does this or should this muddy my uh, disagreeing with Hillary Clinton's um, um, po- political and socioeconomic views. Why am I not working for these niggas, man? If he had just said that instead of all that other shit he was rambling about and trying to change the subject in typical Republican form, so you can't really blame him. But come on, man. Like I'm, that's what I'm always amazed about when people say stupid shit on TV. I'm always amazed at the fact that they don't have someone in place to make sure that they don't say stupid shit on TV. Chris Brown is at the top of that list. Chris, please hire me. I mean... The position you've taken now, which is kind of the only position you could take, which is to just pretty much not do interviews ever at all anymore, it's kind of the only position you put yourself in. If you ask some niggas around you, like that nigga Rojo, to kind of be like, hey, Chris, this is what we're going to say, man. Blah, say, blah, say, blah. We'll wipe the bam. And then this is what we're not going to say. Right. And I don't know, you may not even be able to say what you're not going to say to that nigga because then he'll be out there and then get upset and be like, well, you know what I'm going to say now? Everything I'm not supposed to say. It's like, wow, bruh. You're just not going to make it easy for a nigga to keep getting this bread with you, are you? Just not going to make it easy for these niggas to get bread with you, are you? Um, Melania with the whole stealing of the speech situation. First off, first off, let's keep it a thousand and acknowledge the fact that if there was a black president with a wife who had posed half naked, who had a name that was not easy to pronounce, like, think about all the shit they gave Barack. And Barack is not a hard name to, sp- to pronounce if you look at it. Like, it's, it's pronounced exactly how it's fucking spelled, bruh. And if you can't spell that shit, like, that is a personal issue you need to check out. If you can't pronounce that shit. Melania? How are they not, how are they not saying Melania? Melania? Maybe Melania is really what it is. Melania is probably what it is. But it's like, if that was... 
I mean, Michelle is kind of the easiest name on earth. Not the easiest name on earth, but you know what I'm saying. They can't even front and fuck up Michelle. But they try. Oh, they try to hate on that sister. I, I really didn't know anything about Trump's speech. I refused to give that any kind of traction at all. I wasn't going to give that any attention. Uh, they were kind of trying to play it at my job, but I was not letting that shit go down. Like, um, 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 excuse me, excuse me. Can we uh, put on something of substance, por favor? Por favor. But, um, how many times am I going to say, but, um, but, um, bum, face says. I was about to say it again right there. The Democratic National Convention still going on. I guess Hillary is supposed to speak tonight. Michelle Obama's speech was good. I can't have these niggas talking about how great America is, though. Like, America is kind of fucked up right now. And I don't know why we're, like, refusing to acknowledge that shit. Oh. Reflexes. Like, there are some things that, like, we really need to... We really need to get together, man. Like, in terms of, like, taking, uh, going to the UN and, like, bringing a, like, trying to, I don't know how you, what the exact phrasing of it is, but, like, accusing the United States of war crimes against uh, uh, African Americans. Like, if that shit went down, white people would be so upset. Like, they would be, like, soul hurt. Yes, niggas are finna be buying whips. Don't even get it twisted. But especially like all this like frivolous talk about it. Like Bill O'Reilly low-key need his ass whoop. It has for a long time. Like I don't know how we need to make that happen, but we need to make that happen. Like that's the one takeaway from this Joe Budden shit. Like I'm glad that motherfuckers are seeing that like physicality is an option. Like, I talk to these, I get into it with these dudes on Facebook all the time. And, like, they, they make, like, little frivolous comments and, like, come at your, um, they, they, they verbally try to, like, like, get snarky. Like, they'll, like, get smart with you on some shit that they wouldn't say in, in face-to-face. And I'm not even saying, like, anything like, fuck you, nigga, I, I your bitch sucked my dick. Like, not on shit like that. But, like, challenging your intelligence to a certain point. Like, um, being antagonistic in, in a conversation. When they know damn well, if you were face-to-face, they wouldn't have the, the uh, testicular fortitude to stand on it. Like, I will talk my shit until it becomes physical. And I will do that online just like I would do that face-to-face. There are people that talk a lot more shit online that... And it doesn't have to be, like, inflammatory. Just, like, the freedom they think they have to, like, clap back on some shit or, you know, like, phrase some shit in a way that... And like try to make you look stupid Or be like some I'm waiting Like If we was face to face There's no way you'd be standing there With your hand on your hip Looking slightly queer Talking about you're waiting 
you'd be waiting for me to call 911 on your whack ass the fuck out of here fam fam <clears throat> I talked to E the other day and he was saying fam a lot damn fam straight up fam hey fam 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 for real keep it real fam but what's with all these uh Currency has another mixtape? Maybe not. Okay, it's just a track. Okay, good. Um, I was say, this nigga's working. By the way, if you haven't heard that Stone Down Ocean or that Carlton, uh, Carlton City Heist, <clears throat> both of them joints are nasty, nasty, nasty. Um, Jesus. Think so, boy. Think so. Um, recording a podcast right now, episode 50. You know, Michelle Obama's speech was raw. And then Barack got up there the next night, I believe, and just fully, you know, gave his balls over to Hillary. And then they had Bernie do it. And, like, it's still people that's riding for Bernie. Like, Bernie will fuck around and niggas will, like, write his name in enough to, like, get a decent percentage still. I wish that one candidate could run as an independent, the dude that was on the Joe Rogan show. I wish I knew his name. Um, Check that shit out real quick. Ow. Hold on. <clears throat> I need a water. <clears throat> I told y'all I was doing it raw though. I ain't had no um, I had no lube for my throat. Water for my throat. Wowzers. Um <laughs> presidential candidate. Presidential candidate. Soviet, the unified study flow. You already know. Light, heavy roll, heavy roll. Mike Machete to flow. On Joe Rogan. Show. Gary Johnson. That's his name. Fucks with Gary Johnson. He ain't get enough plug. Independent party, bitch. And I think when they said Gary Johnson, I think people might have thought he was uh, he is he is black. Gary Johnson can snatch election away from Trump or Hillary. Stop lying. Libertarian, that's what he is. He's not independent. Um, but yeah. And then they got the whole you know don't boo vote thing. Nobody is doubting that. Obama can come up with a good hook. Nobody's doubting that he can be that he will go down as easily the most socially acceptable, uh, socially adjusted, most uh, <clears throat> entertaining president for sure. For sure, Hillary's not even close. She has like no charisma. It's gonna be the whack. This is gonna be like the wackest White House ever. There ain't going to be no kids in there. 
He's gonna have to watch. Look at Chelsea, old ass. Although Chelsea was a freak, like she got into some shit in college, didn't she? Might have a little cock fetish. Little cock fetish. Hey, I'm from Boston and I've got a cock fetish. No, she's from. Uh, she probably wasn't born in, in Arkansas, right? She was probably born in fucking Washington or some shit. Or maybe he was, because was he the, was Bill Clinton the senator in Arkansas? Maybe she was born in Arkansas. I don't give a fuck about that enough to uh, look it up. I give, <laughs> I care more about Scott Bayo and that other Mex- uh, that other uh, Latino. He's not even Latino. He's Italian. That other motherfucker than I do to look up where Chelsea Clinton was born, because I don't care about her. Yep. Now everybody wants to talk about feeling the burn. Y'all wasn't feeling it when he was trying to put that foot in Hillary's ass. How are we going to trust Hillary to be president? We can't even trust her to check our emails right. Can't even trust her to gobble the D for her husband. Come on, man. I knew they were going to trick us into this whole, like, Hillary versus Trump conundrum. Leaving, leaving Hillary as the only, and I use this term extremely, extremely loosely, but uh, leaving Hillary as the only logical candidate. It's fucked up. I don't like it. We'll see what she says tonight. I'm glad she's all happy about it. I hope all you social justice warriors are happy. I hope everybody, every guy out there that supported a feminist view to get some pussy, I salute you, and I hope you die a thousand deaths. Did y'all see the video of old girl beating up her daughter on on uh, Facebook? I watched it with my mom as we reminisced about some of my whoopings. <coughs> Psych. Um, it was too long. It's too much. She's getting her ass whooped, and the mom was like stunting on her too. Like, after a point, it wasn't even, like, discipline anymore. It was way more like, I'm going to fuck you up. You think you're going to embarrass me? I'm going to fuck you up. Not like I'm going to teach you a lesson about what you're doing. Like, I'm going to fuck you up for what you did, girl. And then she was giving her those, like, she was giving her like real punches. Like she was trying to hurt somebody. <clears throat> she was trying to hurt somebody. Like that wasn't, those wasn't like disciplined shots. Those were like we fighting shots. Defend yourself. You bet not zig when you be supposed to. You bet not zig when you supposed to zig. 
But I was talking to the tow truck driver today. Yeah, because I had to get my shit fucking towed. <clears throat> and I was like, man, all she would have had to do to make that whole thing okay, all she would have had to do to make that whole thing okay was cry at the end. If she cried at the end, everything would have been forgiven. It wouldn't have been a problem. Everything would have been sweet. But she didn't, she didn't cry at the end. <clears throat> at the end, she walked off like she was tough. Instead of, like, crying and saying, I didn't want to do this to you. I'm so sorry. I don't want to hurt you. But I can't have you out here doing this type of wild-ass shit. This is the type of shit you're going to regret later on in your life. can't be doing it I love you and then like hugged her up and stuff but she didn't do that she wanted to be tough she wanted to prove how much she could whoop her daughter's ass oh my god I am watching a video of somebody getting their eye color changed and this shit is crazy. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. This is way crazier than that girl getting her ass whooped. But she was getting her ass whooped. Like everybody was talking about it too. They were talking about it on Sway in the Morning, which is what even made me and him start talking about it. And then, um,. Heather B was like, you know, that's how my mom used to whip us. You know, if I would have did, I probably would have did the same thing, if not worse. And Sway was all, you know, Sway, it's his show, so he got to come off like super democratic. But he was like, man, you know, I would have never did that. You know, I only with my daughter one time, you know, and she, that was when she was six. And I was like, man, you know what, Sway, I kind of question the way you holding your, 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 your home down now. I see why you had to cut your dress. But, um... <laughs> But, um, yeah, if she had, like, cried at the end, it would have been all forgiven. I promise you. All she would have had to do is just do a little crying at the end, and it would have been all good. Niggas would have never even said anything about it. Um, Team USA is kicking ass, as usual. Fuck else are they gonna do? They beat China by like sixty points. They beat Argentina by like fifty points. They just going hard. Throat is hurting. I really should have took more notes for this show. Cause I know there's stuff that I should be talking about that I'm not talking about. Let me see something real quick. Hold on. <clears throat> Let's see what happens. Oh, my God. Let 
Let's see what happens. What up? What you doing? You wasn't wearing the Kobe's? <laughs> I actually was. Damn, Benedict Dawson. <laughs> you was rocking the Kobe's and you still hurt your ankles? Yeah, I, I did, man. I think it's a sign. You know, all this damn shit talking I've been doing on Jordan. I think God was trying to tell me, well, Kobe ain't doing shit for you either, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know What's up with you? What's, what's the word? Well, um, it's Thursday, so I'm actually recording episode 50 of the podcast right now. Okay, all right, all right, for all the raw homies out there. Yeah, of course, of course. And um, I guess I went too quickly through, like, the couple topics that I did have. Right. Um, So I was just calling to see what was up. Like, I texted you the other day, and we had kind of texted very briefly, just like a catch-up, really. But, um, right. yeah, I was just seeing what was up. Um, I know you had some thoughts about uh, the the conventions that just went down. Um, no, for sure. May for is, sure. May Are you live right now? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool, because I just need to know, like, <laughs> oh, right. I, know, I know the Rojo show is the place for realness. But he was still, you know, I, I need to know how real I can get. Yeah, I don't, I don't want you. I, n- I would never want you to offend any of your political connects. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, I mean, what do you think? I mean, we ain't really had a chance to talk about. It. I mean, what's, what is your? Have you been watching any of this shit at all? Yeah, I watched some of it. Will I watched some of it? <laughs> My thing is, is like, I was literally like just about to like write this thing or post or whatever. My thing is, I just want them to get on stage and just be like, Donald Trump is a human parasite and we are you got. <laughs> yeah, yes, we, we corrupted the election, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, but this is what we got now. I wish they just do that instead of this whole, like literally, because um, I got another story I'm gonna work on. It's like you know, they Clinton is Hillary Clinton is Columbusing. I mean, she's literally Columbusing right now, and the Democratic Party is helping her do it. And by that I mean, like you, you allowing this woman to rewrite history. <laughs> like they they've been getting up there and not just talking about Donald Trump, which they need to do. But they've been talking all this junk about like how she's like Elizabeth Warren and all these people getting up there, how she's been fighting against Wall Street corruption her whole life. Excuse me, <laughs> like what are, we, what are we talking about? Like uh, and you know how she's going to pull us out of war. I'm sorry, like this video literally of Hillary Clinton 
shortly after, you know, the United States decided to go to engage in Iraq, she literally is on tape saying uh, the United States of America needs to start looking at uh, Iraq as a business opportunity. Like you can literally see her say that. You know what I mean? And we already knew that. We are, we already know that that's how some politicians think. But when somebody is so reckless and so like, I just don't give any Fs at all, that they would actually say it, I mean, that's, that's dangerous. So, you know, clearly, <laughs> I'm not a Hillary fan, but it's like, yo, like, what's, what's alienating the Bernie supporters? What's alienating independents? What's even alienating Republicans who don't want to vote for Donald Trump is this kind of democratic arrogance. And where they trying to, you know, uh, I don't like to curse <laughs> in, in public spaces. Uh, but, you know, my, my uncle, you know, has a saying, you know, you can't, you know, shit on my head and tell me it's a hat. Right. And that's what the Democratic Party is doing right now. You know, Hillary Clinton has done a lot of, you know, messed up stuff, has some things that she needs to be challenged on responsibly. Uh, instead of them just rolling her out there humbly, it's like they just trying to double down and convince you that she's the second continent of Martin Luther and everybody else. So right. The thing I've learned more than anything is like these these conventions, like their speeches and like the content of them, they're almost like totally like void of like what's going on in the world, like right. in real life. Like, because, like, they've got this, like, the, the Democratic Convention, like, their whole thing was, like, you know, America's already great. America's been great. And it's like, mm, I mean, you're, on, you're only saying that to combat the Republican slogan of, you know, make America great again. Exactly. Like, and exactly. that's that's more of this whole, like, we're just going to paint Hillary as, like, the perfect candidate. Like, I feel exactly. like they would be almost more successful if instead of trying to make a better candidate than Trump, if they were just like, this is the alternative to Trump. Like, I mean, like you can, I feel like they could, they could do a lot more of just like presenting his negative attributes than like making up these positive, this positive resume for Hillary. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. To defend them and then in defending them, it's still me throwing them under the bus. Like, if you have been allowed to push your candidate through, like whoever it is, I mean, Democrat, Republican, Independent, if you've been able to push your candidate through, through even though they have incredibly high unlikability, unfavorable ratings, right? They've known this from the jump, that, that Hillary and Trump have, you know, have uh, hugely like disliked, and they still got to this point. You know, if you know, if people know that you literally rigged the system from the inside out so that she could have an unfair advantage that she didn't even need to begin with, if you made it through all of that, I mean, I, I, I almost shouldn't even expect for them to have that kind of humility or perspective. Right. You know what I mean? They're like, yo, we, we did all of this. Why can't we tell people that she's the greatest thing since sliced bread and that she's going to reform Wall Street and that she's been going to be, you know, the most disrespectful thing, or one of the most disrespectful things to me is the rolling out of the mothers, uh, yeah. uh, you know, the, the mothers of the movement. Now, it's beautiful that they even have a platform because obviously, they, you know, the Republicans ain't going to put no same freedom-fighting black women on their stage. But the problem is, is that 
you know, the same woman who adopted the super predator language, which is very consequential. Like, it wasn't just some things she said. It was a mistake. It was intentional because back in the 90s, Democrats were trying to prove their hardest that they could be just as tough on crime and just as tough on black crime as Republicans. So the Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton intentionally helped to demonize black people in the eyes of middle white America. You know what I mean? So for you now to turn around, Hillary Clinton received campaign money from the private prison industry. You know what I mean? So does that make her the devil? I mean, you know, I'll let somebody else decide that. I'm not making that argument. All I'm saying is, is that you can't then act like that person is supposed to be bastion. And the most insulting thing, uh, to me is again they keep saying she's the only hope like she's the she's the only one she's the most qualified right and then what that does what that does is allow people to to say okay i guess she is the most qualified and then the public then from here on out just continues to us to to um welcome in anybody that the establishment puts in front of us without us questioning them first. If you're telling us that Hillary Clinton is the most qualified, that if, she, if you're telling us that she's the only person who you trust, with Michelle Obama said, with, you know, your kid's future, you know, that's also, you know, disingenuous. So, you know, I you know it's, it's a three-day, four-day party the convention is. So I'm not surprised that they, you know, got the balloons and they doing all the positive chants. I don't expect them to say negative things about themselves, but it's, it's, it's not helping their case at all to, you know, continue to lie to people by saying that, you know, she's the savior, because I don't think that's necessarily the case. But hey, what do I know? Right, and especially when, like, her transgressions are, like, so easily Googled. Like, <laughs> like that, that email shit, like, if you email, if you Google her name, like, that shit is not on, that's on the first page, my, like. Right. That's real. That's real. I mean, yes. Yeah, and that's the other thing, too, because you just touched on a great point, you know what I mean, in terms of people being able to get this information easy. Because unfortunately, we also live in an era of trolls, and we also live in an era of professional liars, like the Breitbart and, you know, what's the, what's the crazy man on the radio? Uh, not Bill O'Reilly. Limbaugh. Limbaugh. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got guys who, who make a living off of selling lies. And this, what the Democrats also don't understand is that you're feeding the demon. You're feeding the giant. You know what I mean? You're feeding your enemies when you are lying. When they're telling their base that Hillary's a liar and that Democrats are crazy. And when the Democrats put out lies... They're helping to justify the insane, the insanity of the Republicans. Yeah. So even by that measurement, it's counterintuitive. Like, forget William James. Like, forget William trying to win William over or trying to get Roho's vote or trying to get some Bernie's percent. Forget us. Like, why would you even give your enemies the ammunition to be like, you know, look, he's lying? Because Donald Trump, he's dangerous, he's ignorant, he's arrogant, he should not be president of anybody's country. But having said that, there's certain things that he says about Hillary Clinton that aren't incorrect. It's just unfortunate because they're being articulated by a dangerous, you know, psychopath like him. So, it's, it's all bad, man. But thankfully, what's the Thursday? I think today's the last day of it, right? Yeah, she speaks tonight. Yeah, okay, yeah, so 
What did you uh, What did you think about um, And I know After his speech The, the main uh, tagline That everybody is, is bringing from that Is the catchy um, Don't boo Go, go out and vote um, Right don't boo vote Which is hey listen Listen I think in all the seasons of Mad Men, I don't think Don Draper has come up with a better slogan. <laughs> That's real. But That's we've real. we've never had a problem with Obama coming up with cool shit to say. That's real. That's Why real. is nobody talking about him touting Hillary as a more qualified candidate than him or Bill Clinton? We live in a time now where more so than ever, resume not in and of themselves make you a qualified person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, look at George Bush. He was, went to Harvard. <laughs> he, you know, was a governor. He's the son of a president. So, based on those things alone, you thought, okay, maybe this guy should be president. But obviously, in that situation, just credentials alone don't make you a qualified person. Again, like, let's talk about the context of Hillary as, you know, the Secretary of State. Let's look at the context, like, forget that she was had that job. You know, look at the context of her work. And the context of her work, again, forget these crazy Republicans about Benghazi and all of that. You know what I mean? The context of all of her work as a Secretary of State is very mixed, especially when you consider the fact that America has been driven into more wars, and then even like some Clinton allies, people who've given to the Clinton Foundation, have been made to be like the heads of very important boards. You know what I mean? And and people who gave money to the Clinton Foundation were allowed to do trade deals with Iran when America had bans against trade deals. So I, I'm not trying to, you know, get the conversation back into all these, you know, kind of boring, you know, nuanced details. But the point is, is that, like, you know, Barack is saying that just strictly based off of she was a secretary of state, she was a senator, and she, you know, slept in the White House for eight years. But again, if you look at the context of all of that work, you know, that, that to me is what makes somebody qualified. You know, she was a relatively inconsequential senator when it comes to economic policy uh, for like, what, the four or six years that she was a senator. She was relatively inconsequential. She got a lot of money and backing from Wall Street. So, you know, that right there alone does not make her a qualified to be president. So, uh, yeah, but <laughs> talk about in the public space, obviously on Facebook, because Barack Obama, President Obama, is a master. I mean, he's, a, he's an incredibly intelligent man, incredibly intelligent. And he, more than anybody, I think, in, in the presidency's history, is an expert at arguing points that are hard to argue against in the public sphere. Because, to, you know, to, to push back on that Hillary Clinton point that we're talking about, about her being the most qualified, I mean, what, it took us, what, like three, four minutes right, right. now just to discuss a, a 
smaller version of that. Right. And in today's YouTube, Facebook era, ain't nobody trying to spend 10 minutes on detail. Right. <laughs> ain't nobody trying to spend 15, 20 minutes getting to the nuance. So he, he makes a great point that's hard to push back against because the moment, and I'm sure you've experienced this, uh, the moment you try to push back on that, People say, oh, well, you don't think she's the most qualified? How she's not the most qualified? She's a secretary of state. She's a senator. She was first lady, you know, and you either have to make the decision if you want to continue that um, an unproductive conversation or not. But it's all, it's all, uh, I don't know, man. Like, it's, it's frustrating. And again, I'll just be glad when it's all over. And, you know, well, let me ask you, I mean, I, don't, I haven't heard what you saw, obviously. Uh, yeah, but uh, I, do you see yourself uh, uh, going to cast a, a, a vote for, for Hillary Clinton, or are you keeping that confidential information and you want the real homies to decide for themselves? Like, what, what? Nah, I mean, um, I actually was just mentioning uh, Gary Johnson. Okay. Um, I mean, I was kind of reading up on him as like a not not just believing that those were my only choices, um, but I really I really don't want to get sucked into the voting for Hillary not to vote for Trump. Right. right like I feel right. like that was the same situation we were in when we voted for uh, like who who ran against uh, George W. the second time. Who ran, who, who ran against George W. Uh, the second time? Oh, um, uh, it was Al first and then uh, John Kerry, right? I think so. Maybe. Yeah, yeah like, it, like in, in that situation, it was just like, you know, you're not... I hate those situations. I hate, like, not voting for somebody, but, like, just voting, casting a vote in someone's favor just so I'm not casting a vote in right. somebody else's favor. Right. But then, right. like, I got the whole thing with, like, my dad and, like, wanting to vote and, and feeling an obligation to cast some kind of vote. Sure. But then, like, you know, like, you know, like, we came up in that Florida shit with Al Gore and, and, and George W. So, oh, like, sure. our whole oh, perspective gosh. of voting, you know, started off as kind of a farce. So, I, I really don't know. Like, I really, I really and, and don't. As, and as conscious, and as conscious black man, like we definitely, I've always, especially have been somebody who's telling people there's no excuse for black people not to vote because of our history of not being able to vote. You know, for that right to vote even being threatened to this day with different voter laws and all of this. So I'm always the person who's like, no, you need to get out there and vote. But however, um, and this is like a, an interesting. Uh, sidebar, I guess, or segue, but going through this experience, and you know, as black men, as black people, we experience disenfranchisement, segregation, our voices not being heard all the time. But going through this experience has given me a deeper appreciation for uh, people, and women in particular, who survive sexual abuse or domestic abuse. Uh, because Essentially, like what somebody, like what a victim in that circumstance has to deal with. First of all, the burden of proof is always on the victim. It's always on the victim. The victim has to come with 100% proof. She had to be smart enough and aware enough and strong enough to go get the, the rape kit done and this, that, and the third, and then trust it up to trust 
you know, a bumbling police squad to be able to pursue her justice correctly, right? So that's that's already tough enough. Hey, 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 hey. Why does the police squad have to be bumbling? Okay, we don't support we don't support negative stereotypes of officers here. Okay, blue blue lives matter, Will. Blue lives matter here on the Rojo Show. Get it, keep it correct. I have family members that are police officers. I have friends that are police officers, and I don't know. I don't think any of them have killed any nigger. I mean, killed any black people. Not for police officers, ain't that what Barkley said? Hilarious. <laughs> please, please continue with your point. I don't want to waste any more time with, with Charles Barkley. <laughs> the, the, the point I'm really trying to make is, is that, um, without taking too much more time on your show, is that what you're essentially asking people to do is to choose between which batterer they favor. Do do they want to vote for the Republicans and Donald Trump who have obvious, obvious hatred and like just a lack of of interest in black issues? Or do do they want to pick somebody like Hillary Clinton who has earned a fortune of hundreds of millions of dollars by aligning herself with those same evil interests? You know what I mean? So when you present somebody with that... Uh, with that, with those choices, it makes it hard for me to say, well, you have to vote for one of them. Like, why? Like, you're literally asking me to pick who do I want to abuse me? And, 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 and how, which, which level of abuse am I comfortable with? Right. That's what you're asking people to do, and I'm, I'm not down with that, because again, Hillary Clinton and the establishment, the elite establishment Democrats, have manipulated the fact that in a two-party system, it's either them or the Republicans, again, who obviously hate us, who obviously hate us. You know, and so, like, as somebody who's used to telling people, no, you have to vote, there's no excuse not to vote, I myself will be voting this November, but as it stands now, I'm 90% leaning to I will not be casting the vote for president, because it's, you know, like I told, like, some guy who was trying to, you know, come at me online, like, you, you, you're pretty much telling me to pick which slave master I prefer, and I'm just not down for that. Especially, <laughs> I'm, I'm don't, don't that. make it like that, bruh, don't make it like that. Cause I'm not I'm not gonna have a female slave master. Well, okay. Oh god. Okay, I'm not. It's not gonna happen. Okay, I'm gonna slap the shit out. Oh my god. <laughs> I'd be I'd be free in 37 minutes. Well, 
Well, um, I did, I did kind of just speak on it, but um, I'll just, I mean, no, I, no, I didn't no, speak no. long on it. And yeah, I, what's I, the cliff notes? What's the cliff notes? Um, I mean, I don't want to be like too little, too late, because it's always going to be those house niggas that come right after you, after you say that, and be like, well, he didn't have to do nothing. So like, right, that's right, just right, an easy, right. that's just mm-hmm. an easy mm-hmm. argument to get mm-hmm. shot down. Um, I don't think he should have. I mean, I know why he gave the police whatever a million and the NAACP a million, um, but I don't. I don't think it should have been the same amount. Like, and that's that's pretty. I mean, that's neither here nor there, really. Um, the big thing that I took away from it is the he he's obviously it, it wasn't a, a a move that seemed like it had much thought. Or much um, research behind it Because anybody that knows yeah. Or follows anything Knows that the NAACP Is no longer the The face Or the head of The the um, the Movement as far as the black community Is concerned They're really just the, the it's, it's very much like the old guard Now the, my issue with that is that I don't necessarily believe wholeheartedly in the people running the Black Lives Matter movement, although I do I, I do believe that Black Lives Matter. I don't know I don't know necessarily about the Black Lives Matter, you know, Inc., you know, that that brand. I don't know if how how much how in on that I am, but I do believe that Black Lives Matter. So I, I mean I, I'm he gave the money which was a gesture um, I don't know if he gave it to the right people, but I can't really complain because I don't know who he should have given it to. I hear you. That's very, that's very fair. Like, yeah, I'm kind of in the same category with that. My thing is that um, I'm like you in that, like, I don't want to be the one that say, well, he should have gave more. He should have gave it to this one. Only because, like, in order to be fair to somebody, like, Mike's been a sellout for most of his professional career. Um, but, you know, I'd never want to put somebody in this box where this is completely unbeatable. So hopefully for him, this is, you know, a, a small step in a bigger direction. I doubt that it is. I really just think that it's a smoke screen for his brand, especially since the NBA pulled the All-Star game out of North Carolina. True. You know what I mean? And, and him being the owner of the Hornets, I, I don't think he cares enough to be, you know, well, we're not going to play in Charlotte anymore until they fix the law. I don't think he's on it like that. So I really feel that this is just like a way for him to say, look, I do want to be active. I do want to help these situations. Uh, but, you know, please don't hate me for keeping the Hornets here because my hands are tied, so to speak. So I, I kind of feel like it's like a little smoke screen for that. But, you know, obviously that's nothing I can prove. And, and you, know, you know, something's better than nothing, I guess. So let's see how, how, long it, uh, how long it holds up. What do you think about the WNBA not being fined for their T-shirts for the Orlando tragedy, but being fined for their T-shirts you know, in, in, in support of Black Lives Matter? I need to make it a point to go to some WNBA games. I've been saying that for a minute, but to see that they were willing to take a, I mean, like the NBA guys wear shirts, but it's proportional. You know what I mean? The NBA guys have so much more power and leverage that them wearing t-shirts and practice is nice, but it's not, you know, I'm not about to sit there and act like they Jim Brown or Kareem or anything like that. Um, 
proportional. Protest is proportional to what your abilities are. The WNBA, you know, they're still suffering financially. You know, a lot of these WNBA players, I saw a story, they, their real season begins when the WNBA season is over. They go overseas yeah. and make more money yeah. than they make here in America. So... The fact that they're already in a league that's kind of under uh, economic pressure, Bro. with economic pressure. Side, side note, real quick: max contract, Please. max contract for WNBA teams. Uh, the salary cap is like three hundred thousand dollars. Wow, that's no, for the max. that's for the team. So, right. like for the team, you said. Yeah. Wow. The salary yeah, I mean, cap so for they, the team. So they, they have it. So I mean, so they're, they're they're like the old guys, like you know, when people talk about Joe DiMaggio, he was a star in his day, but he still, you know, some of those guys they have to work at the post office. Like, oh yeah. They're not playing in the WNBA because it's like super lucrative. I mean, they do it because they love the game, and it's like why not? Um, exactly. So the fact that so the fact that they have um, more economic pressure, more to lose politically, financially. Um, I'm 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 in support of them doing what they did. Uh, I'm glad the NBA decided to rescind those uh, fines. Uh, they obviously did that for political pressure. But the real testament is like how how much of, of a voice are you going to allow them to have going forward? Because the fine still could serve its purpose if dialogue and dissenting views about police brutality are still discouraged, then the fine, even though they rescinded it, still serves its purpose. Right. So I'm more interested to see in what kind of environment they have on board. And um, I think them doing that is a big uh, is a big argument, like in the uh, on the side of women who understandably have the issue with them, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> who understandably have an issue with um civil rights and patriarchy's influence on civil rights. You know what I mean? Women not really getting that just due that they deserve and not just the civil rights era of the 60s, but even today, like with Black Lives Matter, you know, a lot of sisters are on the forefront. I mean, that's obviously not to say that men aren't doing nothing, but certainly we see, like, with these NBA celebrities, I think the much more courageous ones in this instance were these WNBA players, as opposed to these NBA players who kind of say something or tweet something and quiet and just kind of let that be that, so. Did you see the uh, the little speech they made uh, at the ESPYs? Oh, uh, what, like LeBron and Chris and them? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, again, like, here's my thing. I don't, you know, everybody has a different ministry. Not everybody can be a Malcolm X. Not everybody can be a Martin Luther King. Not everybody can be an Angela Davis. You know, even on my, online with Facebook, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be so bold as to say that if you not, don't say anything online, if you don't have one Black Lives Matter post, that, that means you're a sellout. Maybe that's just not your form. Maybe that's not what your talent uh, is. But what I will say is that just because everybody ain't talking that bold revolutionary talk that we need to hear more of, I don't want to then pretend that the guys who are kind of whispering and saying something delicately and politely, I don't want to start again acting like they're the heroes. I mean, that's where, we, that's where you lose me. So this statement was cool, 
But it was it was just that. It was cool. You know what I mean? There was nothing really um like if I'm a police officer or forget police officer, if I'm a government official or an NBA shareholder, I'm not really that threatened by anything that LeBron and Chris Paul or any of those guys said on that stage. Uh, which is important for you to shake those guys up. If real change is going to happen, then the people who are cutting those checks and the people who are making policy need to know that, yo, if we don't act on this, LeBron can hit Instagram and just tell 20 million people, all right, let's go. You know what I mean? And, or, and so when or more than that, Chris, Chris Paul, president of the Players Union, can say, okay, exactly. you know, we're not, we, we not playing. I mean, it's, it's frustrating to me because I've been in situations uh, when talking about, like, being employed by these huge companies. Uh, and so I certainly understand. I see it all the time. Like, friends of mine and associates of mine who have tremendous platforms, like, almost nothing to lose, but they, some, for some reason, are the most quiet. And so that's what really, Chris Paul seems like a great brother, good dude. Like, I really have a love for what he represents. I, you know, LeBron, his basketball ethics on the court are a little fugazi, a little suspect, a little fraudulent. But off the court, I think the brother's phenomenal. Right? But my thing is, is that, yes, with that influence, with that platform you have as the head of the NBA Players Union, and, you know, Again, everybody is not supposed to scream like Huey Newton or Malcolm X, but, you know, I don't want to start giving these guys these hero credentials uh, for doing very easy work. Right. Like, that's what, what I... They, what they're doing so far is easy. Yeah, like, my po- my last podcast came, like, right after the ESPYs, and I said, you know, like, it was it was cute. It was really nice. Right. It was... It was, it was it was in a situation where they couldn't say anything, so they said right. something, but they still really didn't say much. Like they right. didn't they, they they didn't say anything to really ruffle any feathers. It was like Carmelo came out and he might have been a little spicy, and then you know uh, you know um, Chris Paul might have said something that might have you know ruffled one or two feathers, and then Dwayne Wade came and smoothed everything out. And then LeBron James smoothed it out and brought it all together and ended with something that had nothing to do with the original topic. It was just like, okay, like, this is cool. Like, they made a statement. They were the ones that did it. I guess they should feel, if they want to feel some kind of way about that, that's fine. But I don't want it to ever be said that they did anything on the level of the Ali summit, you know, right. Le- LeBron James is not is not open to add um, revolutionary to his long list of accomplishments. Um, you yeah. know, Carmelo Anthony, it, even though he wears the same hat, he is not Fred Hampton or Malcolm X. Yeah. So like, yeah. like they they made something, and that's cool. Like I understand. I mean, I guess on a certain level, I can see that basketball player a- athletes now have more to lose than they did now but it's it's just weird that there's so many things that they can lose before they can lose like their peace of mind as a black man and as an ambassador right. of their people you know what i'm saying like back then back then maybe it's good that that's all you know jim brown 
and uh, you know, uh, you know, Bill Russell and Muhammad Ali, obviously, because he walked away from the Arthur shit. Um, Arthur Ashe, yeah. yeah, like it's maybe it's good that all they had to lose was like their manhood. You know what I'm saying? Like when Arthur Ashe was like, these niggas know I got AIDS, so I'm just gonna go out here and I'm just gonna kill myself. Like fuck it, like I'm not gonna let them niggas take me out. I'm gonna take myself out. All I have to lose is my fucking self respect as a man, and I feel like going out and making this statement is actually how, the only way I can keep it. So you know, I might not lose my you know undisclosed amount of my contract with Nike, and I might not. I lose my Samsung commercials and I might not lose my AAU team or my Japanese team or the soccer team I might buy stake in or blah 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 and then I might lose my manhood like these niggas got it's so much other shit to distract them from what they should kind of be standing up for and what they should be kind of pushing to the forefront them, it's distracting them from the power that they already that they really do have because like the LeBrons, the Chris Pauls, the Dwayne Wade, they are actually incredibly empowered because Samsung loves LeBron for as long as LeBron is hot. Right. You know what I mean? For as long as Chris Paul is getting buckets and he's a recognizable name, State Farm is going to do anything that Chris Paul says is good business. You know what I mean? So I think they forget that they actually do have more power than these than, than people give them credit for. Uh, and then, too, especially on the money tip, I mean, like, look, NBA contracts are guaranteed. Like, Gilbert Arenas ain't played forever. Still getting paid. Partially because of his fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? Still getting paid. He's still getting checks. Yeah. What'd you say? No, that's what I was saying. I was saying yeah. he's still getting paid. Yeah, he's still getting, like, checks. You know what I mean? Like, so... If, if anything, there's less of an excuse because you play a few seasons. Now, I mean, it's, it's like what uh, my man from the Seahawks and stuff. And I, I got love for stuff, but it's like uh, when he said, "Yo, how much money do you need to make before you start playing your camps for free?" He said, I, I, "In my career, I made a fraction of what Steph Curry's made." And my contracts aren't even guaranteed like his. And I certainly don't have the endorsements and all this other stuff going on that he does. He said, but my camps are free for these kids. He said, so how much money do you need to make? So my question, and you raise a good point, but my question to these athletes would be, okay, so you're really afraid of losing Steve Farm and Samsung and Nike and you know all that corporate pressure. Give me a dollar amount. Give me a dollar amount that you can have in the bank and which you can be like, okay, now I can start speaking freely. And it shouldn't be a dollar amount on it, but let's just say there is. What is it? Is it 10 million? Is it 15 million? I mean, it, you know, they can't do that for LeBron and these guys because they've already made much more than 15 million. So is it 100 million? Do you need to get to the half a billion mark before you feel like you truly got some leverage? Um, so. I, so I, I understand that, but I think that these brothers have been brainwashed into thinking that they don't, that they can't say anything because they can literally, they can literally create the consensus. Like Seth Curry can't do that. Um, uh, you know, Nikola Mirotic ain't got that kind of power. Taj Gibson don't. <laughs> uh, but you know, these big, these huge guys with these huge contracts do. And again, not everybody is built the same way. Not everybody is going to be an articulate voice for, for progressiveness uh, and civil rights. But um, still, I mean, we can't, you know, these guys can't be doing 
a, a free throw and we acting like they shot a full court shot. Like it's, yeah. it's not the same thing. Quick topics and then we're gonna get out of here. Do you think that there could? Uh, do you think that the uh, the ABA would could uh, could be successful now, and would uh, superstars play in it? Wow, that's a profound question, and I'm not sure if I am qualified or knowledgeable enough to answer that question. You said the ABA, the ABA, or a league that was um, uh tailored to- more towards the african american uh persuasion or oh, no no i don't even, i don't even want to say that i take that back i take that back i take that back mm-hmm. a league that uh reflected more of the players in it um as far as ownership as far as okay. ownership as far as endorsements if if michael jordan went away from the nba you know, Michael Jordan, uh, Jay-Z, uh, you know, uh, Denzel, you know, if they have these smaller teams that they could afford themselves, do you think major superstars yeah. will come over and be a part of it? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it could work. Like, like, a, and, like and not like mm-hmm. and one, like a viable competitor <laughs> for the NBA. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Especially, I mean, again, all it would really take is, like we were talking about earlier, like the biggest faces of the product, while they still have cachet. So, you know, you're talking about like Anthony Davis and LeBron. And, you know, let's say hypothetically there was a lockout. You know what I mean? That there was a, a standstill uh, in the NBA contract talks. Uh, and, again, let's say Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook and Steph Curry and LeBron James and all these guys at the top of their game said, you know what? Not only are we not renegotiating this contract, but we're going to link up with like Bill Gates and you know Warren Buffett and Magic Johnson and some other benefactors. Name some more black people, home. Will. I was trying to keep it black, man. You brought in Bill. You brought in Bill Gates to the meeting. What the fuck? Bring in the dude from okay, Bevel. I, I, I gotta, I gotta reach into that, in, into, into that, uh, into that bag. Yeah, from, man. Uh, Lin, Lin Manuel, Lin, your boy, uh, your boy, Lin Manuel Miranda just made a whole uh, bunch of money on the black, on the, on, on the backs of yeah, blacks and Puerto true. Ricans. He needs to true. bring it back. <laughs> I, I stand corrected. So yeah, you grab like Oprah and you know, you know, folks like that, right? Yeah. Bob Johnson, Jay, who made all the money from the Super Soaker and all that kind of thing, right? You get them together. I mean, it could absolutely work. The problem is, and I was having this conversation with a with a because we were talking about they were talking about how um, in Hollywood, yeah, naturally men make more money because more people want to see. Men in movies or in God, I said wrong. Men make more money in movies because the industry has created an environment to which the biggest box offices, office smashes, are created for men. Uh, so in other words, the, the industry already has a set scheme in which that they're comfortable operating, right? So to go back to sports, um, you know, they already have a situation that works for them. So. Let's even just say that Michael Jordan and all these guys have the consciousness to do this. It would take work. And, and, you know, we also live in an era where people don't really want to work that hard. It's like uh, I had this one black Hollywood producer, I forget his name. He was talking about racism in Hollywood. And he's like, the problem is, it's not just racism. But he said, in order to change the system, you 
got to come up with a new plan. And for me to come up with a new plan, that means I got to hire new lawyers and a whole new creative team and new writers. And he said, you know, they don't want to do that. They want to go golfing. They want to, you know, pick up the phone on the on the yacht, make sure that Leo signed the contract and be done with it. Right. You know, who wants to work that hard when you don't have to? It's just like in corporate America. Walmart and all these guys would make so much more profit for themselves just on a selfish level if they raise the minimum wage because there's more people buying their products, more people going to their stores, the economy's booming, et cetera, et cetera. So even on a selfish level, Walmart stands to benefit by paying a higher minimum wage. They don't want to do that because they're already making a killing doing what they're doing. And who wants to reform the system? Who wants to actually do the work to change the way money is exchanged and to change people's consciousness after you've been brainwashed them for all these years that the NBA is the only place where you can see quality basketball, uh, which is one of the reasons why the WNBA is struggling. It's not just because they can't dunk or that they're not as talented as the NBA players, but because... You know, the NBA has said, okay, this is our shiny toy, and we're going to stick the WNBA season all the way at the end of the NBA year when nobody's really thinking about basketball anymore. <laughs> Certainly not women's basketball. So, you know, it could definitely... Is that why? Uh, is that why? Let's stop for a second. <laughs> Let's stop. Because you've, you, you've gone on a little rant there of a bunch of shit that I've kind of had things to peek in on. And, you know, I love my mother too, but, you know, let's hold on for a second, all right? This is wait, yeah. My my toxic masculinity is forcing me to speak. As far as as far as women not headlining more movies or not starring in more movies, it doesn't have anything to do with men not having a problem doing what it takes to like draw as much as wide of an audience as it is as it needs to, and women not. Because if there was a, if if you took any movie, if you took any action movie and placed a woman in it, and she shows her titties, I'm gonna go see it. But there's every action movie that has a man in it. He takes his shirt off to attract women. So I mean, I don't understand. Well, it's again. All I'm saying is, <clears throat> you're gonna tiptoe around this because you don't want to. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> If you offer a capable, in-shape female actress $20 million to make a smash action movie, it really doesn't matter what the quality is, even when men are in the movies. It doesn't, all that matters is the machine around it that makes people go, oh, I gotta see this, oh, I gotta see this. And the way the, the movie industry works, it works the same for women as it does for, for minorities. The industry is comfortable with marketing certain movies and certain stars in a certain way. There's no reason, I mean, look at Kevin Hart, and God bless him, like, I don't wanna be that person, you know, who's on record, and then people are like, are you hating on him? Like, I hope that brother makes as much money as possible. But the industry has created a situation in which he is the only palatable uh, black comedian making seven-figure and maybe even eight-figure money in his movies. That's no disrespect to him, but you you mean to tell me that you can't find another person, known or unknown, as talented or as charismatic or, or more so than Kevin Hart? He's the only guy? He's the only guy who gets all the buddy cop movies and the movies with The Rock and all these. Like, no. So what I'm saying is the industry creates the 
appetite. I'm not. I'm not sitting here trying to argue that you know men men are better or women could be better ball players. All I'm saying is just when it comes to that's not what, the, it, it, it could easily be flipped. That's not what I'm saying either. I'm saying there's an obvious reason why the lingerie football league has more of a viewership than the WNBA. And I'm I'm even and I'm even willing to say that the lingerie football league is very extreme. Like it's an extreme uh, example. But I mean, if you wasn't looking at the WNBA and wondering, you know, which one of them are fucking each other, then it may be a different situation. But the WNBA it doesn't cater to it does it, as basketball being a sport that is primarily uh, consumed by men. The WNBA isn't a product that straight men can like look forward to watching. Like, if I'm gonna watch basketball, why wouldn't I watch NBA, college, AAU before I watch unattractive women? Ge- well, no, generally, generally unattractive women, because there are a couple of them that are attractive. But let's be totally honest, the majority of them are not. But you're making, you're helping to make my point for me, right? Like, because. There's no reason why the industry didn't create my appetite for uh, for women of a certain level of attractiveness. Well, well, it, well, it certainly created your appetite for who you decide is worth your viewership or not. Because you just told me and understand that we talking in the same place. I would rather watch a bunch of dudes, professional dudes, who could slam dunk and alley oop, than the WNBA. Now, my reason. I didn't say anything about slam dunking and alley oop. I didn't say anything about slam dunking and alley ooping. That's my point, is that if, you know, these these women, like, okay, let me start over. At the end of the day, people go see, people buy tickets for what they are being told they should buy a ticket for, right? And the, re- the one of the main reasons why the WNBA is not successful is because their skill set isn't even marketed at all. So get comparing it to the NBA. They just don't have the viewership or the, 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 the um, they don't have the marketing mechanisms around them that would even encourage uh, people who are used to watching basketball in a certain way to watch it in a different way. They're not. not. ESPN, the NBA, all the advertisers, they say, okay, this is how much money we're giving to LeBron. This is how much money we're giving to Swing Cash or, you know, whoever, you know, the the new hot thing is in the WNBA. So all I'm saying is that money creates consensus. It has nothing to do with talent because, again, there are a lot of box office movies that are trash. (laughs) But the industry encourages people which ones are worth doing and which ones aren't. And... It's the patriarchy, Jared. It's the patriarchy. I guess. <laughs> and laziness. And laziness. I'm not trying to say, like, I, I know. Obviously I know a lot of people that went to see Swordfish because Holly Berry and her boobs were in it. And that is not, like, 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 The Rock takes his shirt off in every movie. And I've been in the theater when The Rock takes his shirt off and all the bitches go, ooh. Why is it somehow wrong that if I'm going to watch, you know, Scarlett Johansson, whew, pause for Scarlett Johansson, that if I'm going to watch a movie where she's the star and she wants to get paid the same amount as some other guy who doesn't think twice to take his shirt off, why, why the fuck do you get women, female actors get paid more and start to show less? Well, 
And it's just like I, I don't want to make it like this over sexualized thing or like this simple like one plus one is two type of thing. But it's like I mean that eat, when when women see men with their shirt off, there's a very uh, physiological response that's expected or that's not not only expected but accepted and capitalized on and everything else. But like women can do the same thing, but like they do it and they're like ashamed of it at the same time. But they but they they know exactly how to sell things to us if they want us to buy them. Sure. You know, look, look at, look at, uh, you know, like Steve Buscemi and what's the show that he's he's on on HBO. We're walking uh, apart. Uh, yeah, thank you. Look at you girls. Know, like, you know, look at, look at, look at Leonardo DiCaprio's career and and Jared Leto and and Christian Bale and you know and, and even forget Christian Bale because he's even done an action movie. But there's just by far much more opportunity to make uh, a diversity of roles and, and movies for men, and obviously for white men, than exists uh, for women. Like, there's no reason that there couldn't be a, uh, a uh, what was the, uh, what was the Leo movie where he was in that, uh, that lighthouse or whatever, and he was, you know, a little off or whatever. Is that Shutter Island? Whatever that movie was, there's no reason that that couldn't have been a woman with that role. There's no reason why. I mean, like, even look at how the awards are announced. You know, it's the best actress, and then they announce best actor. You know, like, implying that that category is more important. I'm not saying, like, again, I'm not even trying to make the argument about who's better than who. Oh, my God. Why couldn't there be a training day uh, marketed on the level that training day was by starring uh, a woman as as that Alonzo character? Because, no reason that they could, could because be. there aren't female cops that are that tough. <laughs> I know you're bugging. How am I bugging? <laughs> you said that there's no female cops that are bad cops? You don't no, that, I said that are that tough. No. <laughs> you don't think that any like these crooked like butch like those crazy bros with a badge like you know you don't think that that's a thing? I think they're on the team. I don't think they run in the team. Okay. Like like that was that story was like somewhat uh that like that's not even a, a fully fictional story. Well, first off, first off, it would have to be two women. It couldn't be. A, it why couldn't. Have to be, why, don't, why, would, why would it have to be two women? Why couldn't the experienced uh, uh, chick cop, you know, be running rank? Why are you acting like your boy right now? Why are you acting like your boy right now, Will? Why are you acting like you don't get pussy? <laughs> I'm not listening. Why are you acting like this right now? Is your last name Green? I'm not listen. I'm not making an argument. Oh my I'm god! Even, <laughs> you sound like you sound like a member of the Castrati right now. What are you doing? <laughs> you're, 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 you're,
The main point I'm trying to make is just strictly about economy and that money can go can flow to anybody that the that the that the uh, the puppet masters say it can flow to. They just choose to you know funnel it to certain people. Why can why can I not hate this new Ghostbusters movie? Oh, you you definitely have a right to hate it, and you you definitely have a right to feel you know certain way about Leslie Jones, you know, and I'll, you know, I'll save that for another day. Uh, and no, you're allowed to hate it. You don't even have to feel compelled to support it. But, um... Here we go. Yeah, it's like, it's like, we, no, we, you know, we get, like, you know, a million adventures, and, you know, they get a, a Ghostbusters remake. So. Why couldn't they make, why couldn't they have some original? Like, like, you know, like, uh, the Sister of the Traveling Pants, or... Um, like these other things, like why did they have to remake something and then purposely have to make it like this is the women's version? And for the record, for the record, I don't like none of that shit. I don't like doing the black version of uh of the Odd Couple. I don't like doing the black version of the Honeymooners. I don't like none of that fuck ass shit. So like, why wouldn't they just like like I I know that there is a a um a shortage of good material in Hollywood. But like when you try to not only be lazy in terms of the creatives and the stories, but then you try to like, you try to hide your laziness with some kind of like underlying message. Like, no, I, 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 I definitely agree with that. I have a quick question though. Have you, and this is my fault cause we homies and I have not listened to every single episode yet. But have you touched on Hamilton at all? No, because I haven't seen it. I'll see it this fall. Okay. You said you, you'll see it in the fall? You got tickets? Yeah. Oh, that's what's up. I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah. Where? Uh, is, that the, is it at the Oriental or the Continental? One of those. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, we'll save that conversation, I think, for after you see that. Because I think that conversation in terms of casting stuff like a remake or a retelling of something intentionally with a different race or intentionally with a different gender I think that all feeds the same uh, conversation and, and where, where I fall on that hello hello oh that's the end of that he was gonna piss me off anyway. <laughs> Fucker. But um that's Billy D. We agree on some things, we disagree on others. But uh I don't know. I know that came off as me like somewhat starting a female bash. I'm not I'm not on that. I'm not on that at all, but I don't know. I just wanna keep it real. Get the people what they want. You know what I'm saying? The Rock doesn't come into a movie like, okay, so I know everybody thinks I'm buff, but I really want to keep my shirt on this whole sh- this whole movie. If they did that, they'd laugh at his fucking ass. But uh, this is episode 50 of the Rojo Show. You know where to find me. I'm on iTunes. I'm on SoundCloud. I'm on Facebook. Email me at show at gmail.com. This was episode 50. Shouts out to all the row homies. Thank you for listening. And as always, if you're not sharing, you're not a fan. One.